Welcome to Ready, Set, Live. This is Tyler from the RSD crew, and this week we are talking about Gen Con. What happened, what did we get, and who did we meet? We have a lot to talk about this week, and we're excited to get into all of it. Before we get into it, please remember to like and share the content, as well as subscribe to the channel. Every bit of support helps grow the channel and bring new content to listeners like you. This episode is also sponsored by Texcana Podcast Studio. Wanting to start your very own podcast or voice web series? Well, Texcana Podcast Studio is the place for you. Whether it's true crime, sports, murder mystery, or a fun card game you want to talk about with your friends, Texcana Podcast Studio is here for all of your recording needs. Check out the link in the description below to schedule your first session today. Texcana Podcast Studio, where your voice is heard. Ready, set, draw! Welcome back, guys. What's up? Gen Con returners. Everybody's pretty healthy. Yes. So, Semi. I'm a new man. Semi. I'm still... He's he's a new man. I still feel like I left half of me up in Indy. Well, yeah. I've shed a cough. Yeah. I had and, a cough for like eight of our videos. And I would like to point out, I picked it up from him. <laughs> Probably. And the other thousands of people. Yeah. I mean, it didn't... Yeah. It, you know, it helps when you're around 70,000 people and a weekend immune system. Yeah. 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 Just, just a few people. Yeah. So today we're jumping in Gen Con like everyone. Um, I hope you're excited to hear about this. I know Anthony and I have limited our questioning since they've been back just because we want to hear some of this and get get a natural take live. And just we're hearing mm-hmm. some of this stuff for the first time too, just like y'all. And we're excited to experience Gen Con through the lens of these two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things we were going to talk about, and we're just going to st- stay on it for a little while, not mm-hmm. super long or anything, but we just want to talk about the lines um, the waiting game improvements. Um, we all know the first day was rough, yeah. but we know that Bro. Ravensburger and the Lorcana team, all of them did a really good job improving. So we just yeah. want to hear from y'all's perspective. Yeah, on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene because I know everybody kind of got there at a different time. So I'll kind of want to set like what our personal experience was. We had a heck of a Thursday because we had a heck of a Wednesday. I was, it was about ten to say, and a half hours of our, travel. Our Wednesday, w- it, yeah. you know, and it honestly, and I talked to Dylan about this. It did not feel like 10 hours. No, it was like, quick. It was, a, we were so it was excited. a very quick 10 hours. And I feel, yeah. feel like the drive back was worse than the drive there. Oh, yeah, for sure. It always is. But as far as like our arrival on Wednesday night, we got into Indianapolis at about 830. And uh, there's a time jump for us. We, lo- we technically lost an hour in the travel, so it made it a little bit worse. But the turnaround from like travel to its go time was really small. Because we got there at 8.30, scoped out the convention center, figured out our bearing of things because we've never been there like in, in adult time. like We don't really know what it's like. So we want to make sure we find the right door, get the right layout, so we're ready to get product. That's the whole everybody's mindset. So when we got there, we were like, okay, now we've got to recharge. We drove up on Wednesday so we could sleep. That, yeah, was, that, a was, very, a joke. that was a very good joke because we got to the Airbnb and we slept, I think, a maximum of an hour and a half. Okay. He slept a maximum of an hour and a half. I slept maybe for two and a half. I got a little bit more yeah, sleep than he did. For me, it was but not the case. I was on the couch. Yeah. I don't know how I got two and a half hours of sleep yeah. because my body was like, bro, you didn't get no sleep. Yeah. So then after that hour and a half to two hour and a half, depending on your sleeping arrangement, we got our stuff together, went to the convention center, got in line. Outside the convention center at 3:30 a.m., we met, and people were already there before us. Here. So, oh yeah, there were other content creators and other fans of the game that were orchestrated around the convention hall doors because while all the exhibitors are setting up, 
they shut down the convention hall so people can safely move their booth stuff in and they don't have much in involvement like in the hallways. They opened those Which doors at 6 a.m. So we knew we were going to be waiting for at least two hours. And we did. From there. There were news teams or interviewing people. And then Shout out we to went John from, T for being on the news. Yeah, Freaking awesome. I don't think they used his clip, actually. They but, didn't. I, I uh, actually talked to him after that. 6 a.m., doors open. We are hustling. Matt, like Matt you, I know this is an audio podcast, but ima imagine a 6'4", hefty gentleman really shuffling those legs as fast as possible and briskly picking them up to a jog whenever he sees people around him jogging. And then imagine a 5'8 guy who... All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, looks like Double D from Ed, Ed and Nettie, yeah. and is and it's just like like with hamster. my arms. Oh yeah. my gosh! So we get there, and there actually is a little staunch and cue. We get in there. It spoiler alert, as you probably heard from everyone who's telling Gen Con stories, it was a fake line. Essentially, we waited in that in a good spot in that line. We waited in that line for about three hours until. The, the lines did not hold, brothers. Yeah. It was bad. I remember texting y'all at this time and like going, so how's it like? And at first you're like, it's not bad. It's There's great. a line. Yeah. I was like, okay, the community, like they came together. There's yeah. a good line. And we did. And then next thing I know, what just happened? Yeah, like dude. all y'all are texting each other. because like, You know. And like none of y'all know where each other are at because no. it just got crazy. And the crazy yeah. thing was it was just like a Gen Con employee or something. Yeah, it was like, basically just a Gen Con employee. It was like... There's no lines for yeah. Lorcana. So, so it really wasn't even like it wasn't Robin's really. Yeah, it's it, not their fault at all. There on that could part. have been a plan. Yeah, but I don't want to dwell on this too much because it just it is what it is. Yeah. It was chaotic. The problem that came after the fact was just chaos ensues. Everyone's jamming in. I really keep on comparing it to like Titanic because. It's not lifeboats we're after, it's booster boxes. Yeah. And so everyone's like, I'm going to get mine. The, the booster and, box is a life. <laughs> yeah. And Tyler did Tyler did a good job of maneuvering through the, the crowd. We're talking he about a guy does. who is 5'8". Yeah. He always yeah. does. Like, I, he found a way to earn his rightful spot in the line, so he made sure he got stuff. And Tyler, do you want to share the gentleman, the very nice gentleman who was in front yeah, of you? Yeah, so it was really funny. So I'm standing in line, and like we're I'm basically maybe 25 people back. Like yeah. I'm, I'm solidly in, in line. I'm in. And I am not. And he is not. <laughs> and I was, I was very sad for everybody. I was definitely sad for Jacob and I was definitely sad for Dylan, at least for the first day. And, uh, and I'm standing there and Jacob comes up and he's like, dude, like what I was the heck? This, yeah. Uh, yeah he I'm was, upset. Yeah. I said it out loud. Tyler, I am upset. Yeah. I was in the same line you were. I was right next to you. Look where you are. Look where I am. And yeah. it's outside. On, and on the outside looking in. The and guy. So the so after Jacob walks away, the guy in front of me is like, Hey, I'm only getting a playmat. Yeah. Do do you want me to do you want me to get the the stuff for your friend? And I was like, uh yes, yes please. <laughs> yes. I, I will I will do whatever you I will I will buy you your playmat. Yeah. Like I, I don't even care. Like, mm -hmm. I'll give you my card. Just pay for it. Yeah. He was like, absolutely. So yeah. I bought, I, funny enough, I actually bought the guy both of his playmats mm -hmm. because you can only get one one of each thing. Yeah. So you, you got I, I got I got mat, him yeah. a second playmat mm -hmm. and he got me everything else. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was pretty sweet. Kudos, kudos to that guy. Oh, yeah. Kudos to that guy. If you're listening, I, you probably know who you are because you, you have you know a very exactly unique who you experience. Are. I, and I know for a fact that you're from Canada. Okay. And you know what? So Canada. Nice. Good people. Yes, yeah. we, we, Good we definitely people. appreciate that. So your question initially was about the improvement, because yes. chaos aside, yes. Move forward Dylan and that, I bro. did not have cut badges, because they were snipping badges if you were able to get everything you wanted. Mazel tov. Yeah, so the, 
the line experience, we didn't really know what it was going to be, but at about 5 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, Ravensburger sent out a tweet saying, lines for tomorrow, Friday's product, will begin at 6 p.m. today. You can wait overnight in the convention hallway if you want. Lines form there. And me and Dylan and Tyler were like, dude, how? Absolutely I'm not. not sleeping here. You know, I'm not doing that. So we really just took it on faith that because a lot of people got product on Thursday, we were like, we're going to be fine. So we went home. There was a cool meetup we'll discuss later that night. But we went home, got some good sleep, about five to six hours. That's reasonable. And then we, we got up there about 6 a.m. And boy, on Friday, I felt like I was being courted by Ravensburger because I was greeted Completely with different line. I was greeted with a uniform line, a wristband with they were color coded to stop line jumpers. Uh, I got a, a frosted icing filled donut from Dunkin Donuts, a coffee with as much cream as I wanted, and pretty much a thank you, a Mickey promo while I was waiting in line. It was like I literally sent out a tweet saying Ravensburger, I mean, I'm taken. Yeah, like, like <laughs> literally, literally he- hearing everything through y'all and seeing Twitter, yeah. I was so happy. Like, cause, yeah. and it it took a little planning on their part, and they did a good job. And our team, I mean, we're we're not focusing on the bad. We really want to focus yeah. on the good because like, yeah. it's one thing to it happened, and it's next thing to actually do something about yeah, it. It's and, not when things go wrong. It's not about how wrong they went. Yeah. It's about how do you make it better. And, and they they knocked it out of the park. And oh, yeah. I like the way you said that. That like you felt like you recorded too. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, that, that means they went above and beyond. And that's yeah. and that's exactly what a good team and all that mm-hmm. would do. And like. I know our team really appreciated it. Oh, yeah. I, I remember texting y'all that morning too, and y'all like, it is so good right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're handing out coffee. And I was like, that's Dylan, what I'm talking about. Dylan and I got in that line, and we were scared we couldn't leave the line to get coffee. Yeah. And then the very first thing we hear is, we're going to get you some badges to make sure that you're not getting line jumped. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. But I really still want coffee. And then I smell coffee in the air. Yeah. It's like, oh, my. It's so good. It's so good, and we, the thing we is, we saw what hell looked like. Yeah, <laughs> and then we then we saw the other side of heaven. Yeah, so it was it was really really nice. Um, got to meet, got to meet a lot of people behind us. I think the guy behind us, him and his friends, his name was Chris. Uh, he might I think he's gonna, he might be listening to the show right now. Really cool to talk to you on Friday morning. You and your friends kind of teach you the game a little bit, get you into it. That's what it's all about. Because there were a lot of bad actors in that line that were just looking to flip product. That ain't us. We were wanting no. to play it. We want to get it. We want to open it. We want to feel those cards in our hand for the first time. Yeah, if, you, if you've you watched any of our did. opening videos, yeah. you could tell that it was we excitement. Won. It was yeah. pure joy, little yeah. little kid happiness coming back. Yeah, little Timmy got so his that's, stuff. That's a good indicator of like how the lines win. Stuff, gotcha. So. Awesome, awesome. It's good to hear that you know they made improvements, and mm-hmm. that kind of segues into our next point of Ravensburger and their employees. How was meeting? Those employees, did you like get to meet anybody? Oh my gosh. Uh It was so I want to be the first one to start this because so Jacob actually had his learn to play on Mm -hmm. Thursday at two Two two. Yeah. So he was at his learn to play at two. And so me and Dylan didn't know what to do. So Dylan goes off kind of on his own. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll walk back to the the Ravensburger booth and kind of like scope things out, see how things are going. And so I'm walking that way and I'm not talking to anybody, but a guy next to me, as I'm walking that direction, is like, hey, isn't that Ryan Miller? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You can't miss him. And, it's a tall and, dude. And they were like, yeah, I, th- I think that's Ryan Miller over at the booth. And I'm like, uh, which one? And then it hits me. It's the tallest man there. Yes. He's six foot eight and yeah. just like 
ridiculously I'm, tall. I'm 6'4". I don't get to look up to people often, but Any- boy, was it refreshing on my neck. Yeah. <laughs> it was so really good. It, so it was crazy. So I, I, I'm like, okay, stay cool. So I walk over and I'm like, are you Ryan Miller? And he was like, yes, sir. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, <laughs> it is so nice to meet you. Uh, and so I kind of introduced myself and, and I'm like, so I'm actually, I'm, me and my friends are on a YouTube channel. Uh, we're with Ready, Set, Draw. And he was like, oh yeah, I've heard of you guys. That's so cool. And that moment, him saying that, I lost yeah, that, my mind valid. because I was like, it's validation. That's all it is. So you you know who we are. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't pretend that any like super high up Ravensburger employees have a lot of time no. to listen to everything. Busy, people. but the fact that very he busy knew, people. The fact that he knew who we were. That yeah. that that gave me a lot of pride. Yeah, just to be like, you know what? Thank you. We're doing something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's appreciated cool. too. It's nice. So I I got done talking to him, like, and we talked for a minute, and, and then I got done talking to him, and I immediately run over to uh, the demo room, which is room one thirty one, is a room that we will remember forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I ran over to room one thirty one because at that point it's about three o'clock, and so I know Jacob's coming out of his learn to play, mm-hmm. and so I run over and I'm like, Jake, you're not gonna believe who I just talk to and he was like who who and, <laughs> and i was like i get out my phone and i whip up the picture because me and him t- took a picture together mm-hmm. and he was like bro we've got to go over there right now i totally want to talk i don't want to steal the thunder from steve warner though the co-designer oh yeah of the no game. steve warner he was outside gym. he was outside the door of the learn to play just greeting people and he was an absolute class act of a person yeah i, I met absolutely. him on thursday briefly uh so uh, like before this, but seeing him again and meeting him again oh, for was sure. really, really nice. He even played off a joke because he thought Ryan was still going to be at the booth, and he was like, tell Ryan to introduce you to me. That'll be really funny. <laughs> and so you, know, you get a little personality there. It's fun because you, know, you know they have like a script of things they can say and things they can't. Yeah, so for sure. You always go into those interactions wondering like, okay, or how, how many times have you said this? But I never got the feeling, speaking with any of the Ravensburger employees, that they were going off of like, dialogue that they're just used to saying yeah everything mm-hmm. felt tailored to me because they were having a conversation with just a person yeah that happened to be a fan of the game so it was really cool everything felt yeah very I can, genuine i can't imagine like on their end of it too like you're saying the gas the same stuff every day yeah. all day like at some point you're probably like a little tired of it, but i'm sure like they were all super they were smiley jazz because oh. this is their yeah. baby you know yeah. they're getting to put it out and everyone and see it we've talked about ryan and steve we had we met them at the community meetup which we will lead into later i keep referencing that but we have a couple stories there but i want to focus on one employee in particular who ryan and steve are like really really forward facing with the fans yeah. and like the game design and stuff i know shane hartley oh my gosh uh, the creative designer shane creative, still creative got, director still of got. the game he is uh Pretty much, he brought he he explained it to us like there are three points of the game, like three pillars. There's creative, narrative, and game design, essentially. And it's like a triangle where they all are a married system of development for the game. Narrative focuses on the story. Game design focuses on the game mechanics and how it functions. And creative ties those things together to make it a whole experience. So his position is like just as important as any like co-designer it's like it, he's ahead of that yeah, company for sure and getting to talk to him i hadn't really seen his face much so it was cool to get a chance to actually ask questions about like the story and see the angle the game is taking and a couple of things that he talked about that were really cool was i was wondering like because we were all building up is ursula the big bad with her involvement in certain cards and he was very like adamant that like 
Lorcana is a open play experience. The the Dreamborn world, the Inklands is what we're in, can go in any direction. So like the game that you play all takes place within the Inklands, but there are different areas of that that they can explore in future sets. It's not like a linear big bad story building up like a video game would be, you know? And it was important or even for like the, magic. Yeah, where there's very a, magic it seems like a very a open big bad, world. and then you move on to a different set. And it's yeah, a different big bad. It's, and that's it's not like that at all. That's encouraging to me as like a World of Warcraft fan, because one of the issues I had with that game was you build up to like Ragnaros and Vanilla, then you build up to Kael'thas and Burning Crusade and Illidan and Burning Crusade, and then you have Arthas and, and Wrath of the Lich King. Then you have uh, just one big bad after you have, you another. One big bad after another, and yeah. it's basically cataclysm after cataclysm after cataclysm, and eventually you run out of juice. You know, how do you reset the story? And so it's refreshing to think that with the way they're designing the game, you have a lot of leeway, a lot. Because they've got a giant IP to work with. Yeah. Like, if if you were to to just sit down and be like, okay, this is a big bad that mm-hmm. we're going to decide to use, it, it just doesn't make sense to do it from that angle because when you have so many different villains and so many different like arcs that you could take with that, mm-hmm. it just having it to just be a free open world that yeah. you can build off of in every single way mm-hmm. where the IP can grow on itself yeah, is think- the perfect choice to move forward with this game. It, yeah. it doesn't get any better than that. Think about with like Captain Hook thinking a happy thought. Yeah. Oh, it's like a Captain Hook who's happy and can fly on the card art. You could have like a whole branching area of like, oh, in that universe, Captain Hook is no longer a villain. Like he's technically a villain on the card, but you have so many varieties that you can do with these villains that it, it would feel very pigeonholed. It's to like force it down a somebody big bad path. told me about uh, the uh, the Disney um, mobile game called Mirrorverse. Hmm. I think that would actually be a really interesting direction for them to go down. Is where there is a dreamborn version of every single hero and every single villain. That is actually a villain hero. Uh, yeah, and it's cool. inverse, which yeah. would be really, really awesome yeah. to see. The gotcha. One real quick um, Ravensburger employee, a couple ones more that we met. I do want to give a really good shout out to yeah, a few. Yeah, keep going. Edgar. Edgar was an art, an art director. Matt was an art director. Matt was the I'm, head of the art yes, department. Yes, head of the art department. I'm losing some last names because of the frenzy, but I do know. You'll know. Uh, Matt Yang. Okay. I don't remember uh, Edgar's last name, okay. but Matt Yang. Well, Edgar and Matt great they were having like a really great conversation with us at the booth and also uh allison was the in charge of the learn to play demo area we met allison while taking pictures at the booth doors or at the doors of the (laughs) 131 on wednesday when we were just taking pictures like we've made it and we didn't know that allison was a game developer but uh we were taking pictures out very quickly and i asked him i was like you know hey are you or they no, I think she said, Are you excited about the game? And I was like, Yeah, are you? And they were like, She was like, I hope so. <laughs> I, I develop it. <laughs> nice. And I was like, Oh, that's crazy. And so then she was the one who actually handed me my uh, demo deck afterwards. And I had such a good time in that demo deck experience. I can go into that for a whole hour, but I won't. I'll spare you. I'll ask you the one question about the demo play that I wanted to ask. Okay. Did the person you play against, had they played Lorcana before, or were they brand new? They were brand new. Awesome. They had a lot of experience in Magic. Yeah. And we we had a kindred moment of connection. Nice. Like, and that's, that's, that's really, exciting. Yeah. So it was someone who who's... He I mean, won. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. someone who's super into beat it too. right now. I mean, you know, Jacob is all about Lorcana and everything, and then someone who's completely mm-hmm. fresh to the game. So that's cool. I really took a hands-off approach to yeah. the learn to play because I didn't want I did not want to step on the Ravensburger oh, toes. Yeah. I wanted to let them have their tailored experience, but I was very, very much so thinking of myself as like an asset to like while that worker is helping the other because they were like they were like managing two games at one time. While he was addressing the other game, I would be like answering the other guy across from his question. Yeah. You know, and uh, I do want to share a story with that learn to play. Mm-hmm. I was definitely in a good track to win. I had an Aladdin Street uh. Rat in my hand and I had an Aladdin Heroic Outlaw in my hand. But as you know, in a learn to play, they're going to be going through all these card types, telling people card types. My plan was to play Street Rat, have it go completely unnoticed, and then shift into Heroic Outlaw and start stealing some lore. And that was going to be inescapable. You were not going to be able to, you couldn't prepare for that. Not in the matchup. Well, as I, after I play Street Rat, I'm about to play Heroic Outlaw on my turn, upcoming. Right during his turn, the worker says, so does anybody have a card in their hand that has the word shift? And I'm like, I have to share. My Aladdin Heroic Outlaw has shift. No one else spoke up, and I was like, here you go. I have one. And he just shows the card to everyone. This is Aladdin Heroic Outlaw, and it pretty much telegraphs, like, and the, the guy I was playing was like, Oh, <laughs> you're about to clean my clock. Okay, okay, and it did not. It did not go well. It was handled, prepared for, and I got smoked oh, after that. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Know, it was. <laughs> that is sad. Awesome. How true that statement is. Yeah. So, any other employees? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, the villainous employees. The villainous employees were were super super nice. It I know the Lorcana so was the flavor of the month at, at Gen Con. Everybody's there for Lorcana, but within the Ravensburger booth, villainous is there and present. They're selling villainous. They have I a new say Dylan. He yeah. picked up the new sets. Oh, yeah, they have a oh. Disney 100 thing. Dylan was they, stoked to meet these guys. Yeah, they because they were four super of nice. Four of the villainous characters have been revamped for a new yes. a new player experience. Yes. And when we when we walked up, we saw them playing villainous, and we would talk to them, and then. Dylan was smart to be like, you know, everybody's hyped up about Lorcana right now, but I just want to say I'm a big villainous yes, fan. Yes, he and, is. And it was like you could see the smiles on – it was Mike and Jake. Uh, they're the game, the head the, of the game was, and the head of the art of the game. Yeah. Wow. We yeah. got to meet both yeah, of the top the guys. Biggest, the biggest guys for that uh, game. We got to meet both of they, them. They were really cool. They were, like, elated to talk yeah. to us. And so it was, yeah, great experience. Like nobody really did end up talking to them very often. Yeah, like, like not as much really, Lorcana was yeah, but, big. But them getting the the, the credit they deserve for yeah. a, a completely different game, but mm-hmm. such a great game. Yeah, kudos for them. Yes, for, we have fun playing being, that one as yeah. well. Yeah, the community sure. manager Rochelle, she was also very nice as well. Yes, I didn't have many interactions with her, but during the community meetup, I did, and I got to talk to her face to face, and she was class act. Everybody at Ravensburger. Complete class acts. It so, was so nice. So with that, we are going to move forward to the community meetup. I yeah. want to know all about all the people you met. I mean, mm-hmm. who you got to spend the most time with, who you, who you wish you might got to spend a little more time with. Yeah, there's... And just the exciting parts of, like, getting to meet all these people. I mean, we've got Sugi that's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these people that we got to... Had talk big, to tw- in Twitter. You talk on Twitter with. I mean, in the Discord, yeah. and just getting me- to meet all them face to face. Let's just talk about that. Yeah, oh, I, dude. I can say with Sugi, I gave that man a big hug. Like it was due. I'm a hugging guy, so was he. So we shared a nice, healthy hug. Um, and and 
personally from one fat man to another. Hey, hey, no, 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 not not you, not you, not you. Me and Sugi were both uh, uh, on the same page from one fat man to another. It was a big, it was a big man hug because the moment that me and Sugi saw each other, I was like, Sugi, and he saw me. He was, he just raised his hands, and I immediately ran over to him. I gave him a hug. That man is a hugger, yeah, and he is a good, good hugger, it. man. He is freaking awesome. <laughs> oh I, I freaking love Sugi, man. Like, seriously. So, so besides is, hugging him, yeah, he's <laughs> dude. I built a deck, basically exactly. Yeah, basically I built a, 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 a semi good musketeer. Deck. Yeah, I I thought I was good. He wiped the absolute floor with me with a starter deck with two <laughs> cards added. That was it. Two cards well, changing that entire deck, and he wiped the absolute floor with me not once, but twice. God. Do you well, want to know how salty I was after that? I, I had the members of Just Ink It looking at me like I was about to lose my ever loving mind because they were just <laughs> like, How many times is that? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Speaking of Just Ink It, great family. We got, oh, to, we got to dude, eat lunch so with them awesome. on Saturday. We got to uh, we got to meet with them in line. We got to talk to like talk to them for a, a lot of the time. Oh yeah, They're really really nice. Brad, um, Gunner, Leah, if you guys are listening, yeah. we love you guys yeah. and we wish you all the best of luck in mm-hmm. this community. For yeah. real, you guys are truly one of a kind and and really amazing. My the content creator that I had a lot of conversation with, especially early on, uh, that morning was Jaunty from the Inkwell. I talked to him quite a bit. I talked to him in line quite a bit. a legend. Yeah, I talked to him at the meetup quite a bit. Like we had a lot of one-on-one interactions, and he was extremely nice to me. Uh, it was great to catch up with him and kind of get closer, just knowing him individually. Dude, but it's because he's British. He's just freaking awesome. <laughs> it, it helps. It helps. But, yeah, accent aside, the man's good. Yeah, no, uh, he is very good. The the other stuff, I don't. I feel like I'm going to leave out names. That's the hard part. If a name feel, is leaved out, yeah, please don't, yeah, don't I, feel bad. Like. There were so many people, like if I think about it, like Sneaky Buffalo, uh, Sean, Lee Barbs, Brandon from B-Squared, Liam from the Illumiteers, Citizens of Lorcana, Adara, Jay, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Franz from the Traverse Tavern, uh, Knives, uh, of course, of course, Sugi, Ixia, um, there's, I'm trying to think, Teddy, Glimmer Gang Teddy. Oh my um, gosh, I freaking love Teddy. Yeah, he's there's he's a young kid, but he he knows good. where he's going. Yeah, so every single one of those people, we had like a Buffalo Wild Wings dinner one time. Dude, we had the community meetup at the Grand Ballroom at the JW Marriott. Um, all the interactions we had were so positive, and it was really crazy. I envied the people who had multiple boxes just because they didn't have to trade as much to get the cards they wanted. But so much time with that community meetup. I was sitting there looking at the cards that I had opened for my box thinking, I got to build a deck. And every single time I would like re-enter focus mode, someone would be like, hey, man, how you doing? I would like start a new conversation and it would pull me out of deck building or like someone would offer a trade. And I'm like, okay, well, now I got to evaluate everything you have and what can I offer you? And it was like constant pull in, pull out, pull in, pull out of like focus mode of deck building. But it was so worth it. I wasn't annoyed. I was just like, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much stuff to do. And it was really cool to see Ryan and Steven at oh, yeah. the meetup. They like, went to the meetup. That was so cool. And it, it's one thing, and I, I keep coming back to the fact that this community is is phenomenal, but mm-hmm. the fact that the the creators of the game 
showed up to a Lorcana meetup that we had put together, like the the community had kind of put together yeah, yeah. Uh, outside of them, and they showed up. To, Ryan showed to, up with his kid. Yeah, it, <laughs> who we made cry. Yeah. And and immediately Ryan looks at all of us and says, see what you did. Yeah. It was, guys, I, I, I cannot reiterate this enough. Mm-hmm. The company that makes this game and the the type of people that they are, what we're getting into, is amazing. They are a phenomenal group of people. I would I wouldn't want to buy a game from from anyone else. Like I, yeah. if there was a new game coming out, I wouldn't want to buy it from anybody else but them. Because it's that good of an impression. They, it was the, I, aside from obviously Thursday morning, everything past that. From the lines on Friday to everything else, just top yeah. to bottom, that company, Bravo. Yeah. I, I can't say enough good things. I think with, with our time in other TCGs, I don't know the 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 designers of yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, I or know Magic, or Hearts. I know Ben Brode was a cool guy for Hearthstone for a while. He seems really nice. He's you know second dinner with Marvel Snap and stuff. Um, I don't know the designers of really any TCG. If I got to meet them, I'm sure they would be quality people because that's how you get to the head position because you are, a gr- are the right mix of likable, productive, and efficient and good at your job, you know? But you can be all those things but still not have a good fan experience because you don't mentally associate the fan with, like, the heart of the game. But I really get the feeling with this game, it's not just because we have a podcast about it. It's this... It was a very It was a unique experience getting to meet them because... They seemingly have every single person saying the exact same thing about any time they meet with these people. It's always you hear nothing but he's so nice. Yeah, it's so praise. good. He cares a lot. Like it's all high praise, and it's not like you have people hiding in the shadows that are getting muted or discouraged from saying poor things. There just doesn't exist. They're just good. So I believe in their game design. I believe in their personality. I believe in their art of art direction. I believe in their narrative direction. The triangle of of design. Yeah, is a power force. So, so in the um, in the community meetup, I know they're, they're that a triforce. They sh- yeah, in the community meetup, I know that they showed up. What I'm I'm sure y'all talk to them a lot, but what else besides trading, meeting up? How many people were there? Oh, there were no, oh, there were at least fifty. 60. Yeah, I'd say fifty to sixty. They had upwards of a hundred, maybe Most, at peak hours. Mostly content creators or a little mix. A little mix. A little okay. bit of a mix. Yeah, because there I were do- some people that got in there that I'm fairly certain I invited in there, and <laughs> I. I'm I'm almost certain that they were scalpers, oh, and no. I felt really bad after I yeah. after they came out. I was like, oh, oh no, you didn't know because didn't I didn't know, know. Yeah. because it, I mean it's day one. Like yeah. I yeah. mean, you assume everybody's the same kind of fan you are. Yeah, until and, they prove otherwise. Until they prove otherwise, and then they, and they did. <laughs> I was like, oh, shout no. out to a fan situation. Um, Ariel Miss Momento. From Discord. Oh yeah, she I was saw her so, in my learn to play. Yeah, she was so nice. Yeah, super nice. Very complimentary. It was cool. It was like a. It was really the first time that someone who wasn't a content creator came up to me while I was like deck building, and I was like, "You want a sticker? Like, you want a sticker? Oh, sure. Yeah, great. Yes, absolutely." And it was it was an authentic experience, and so you were very kind. Ariel. It was really nice to meet you. Absolutely. So, yeah. And fans are mixed with CCs, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was. Everybody's having a great time. I know that I didn't get to meet enough. Uh, ink drying is another another. It was his Twitter handle. Uh, he had his like a family there, and apparently I, I I did not have a chance to meet up and exchange a sticker with him. And the content creator I didn't get to talk to enough was Citizens of Lorcana. 
But he even said that to me. Yeah. Like personally, he's like, I should have made more time to talk to you well, and get to know you. In but... everyone's defense, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was I, it I literally just, felt like yeah. it was a nonstop craziness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember messaging you know, like, we were doing this and then we're doing this and we talked to this person and this person. I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is there was a lot going on. Since we're on still community and stuff, um, any other events? I know you said the Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, um, we had a there's kind of like in the JW Marriott Hotel, there's like a giant grand ballroom. Mm-hmm. And they had set up a lot of tables for just open play. Yeah. Bring whatever game you want, play it there. And we kind of set up in the back corner where like all the people that kind of knew each other for Lorcano were Which all. slowly grew. Yeah. It was. It all felt in the like back we were corner. pulling tables back there. They're like, okay, we we're, we're going to grab this table and grab this table. We're going to pull a couple of chairs over yeah. here. And I was just like, is this allowed? Yeah. But again, <laughs> It was super cool because you're getting to experience the game in the wild. Like mm-hmm. people playing without cameras, without proxies, without anything. They're all just playing the game with what they have or what they've traded for. And so we saw I know one guy that actually had four of everything. almost every card. Yeah. Wow. It's a yeah. lot of trading. Dude, but. dude did so much trading yeah. and, and quite a bit of like proxy buying. Yeah. And. Dude, I, I I don't think I had ever seen anybody just like sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to find every single card in this game as quickly <laughs> yeah. as I possibly can. Yeah, because I mean he was he was on it, mm-hmm. and I looked at that binder and I was like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful, that's legit. So many great decks. Please, can I have them? <laughs> yeah. So that there, there, I can't really think off the top of my head if there were any more like dedicated events. It was Other more than so our meet like up with Sugi. Yeah. Oh, we we did play multiplayer with I was Sugi. Gonna ask Bro, that. multiplayer yeah, with Sugi that. was legit. We played a five player multiplayer game. I played Ruby Emerald Evasives. Like the way we organized it was like it was Sugi from Lorcana Cast, Chris from Lorcana Cast, Tyler, myself, and our friend Dylan. So five player game. And we had six decks that we could play. I brought an Amethyst Steel Challenger deck. I brought a Ruby Emerald Evasive. Tyler brought uh, at that the at that point mine, mine was the musketeer deck musketeer deck. and then I also brought an items uh, deck. Sugi brought a steel steel emerald control deck, and then Chris brought his own ruby emerald evasive deck. And in that multiplayer game, uh, ruby one emerald both. yeah ruby emerald showed its 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 skills in multiplayer because the evasive package is hard to deal with, and the lore theft and the lore denial <sighs> was real. And I did win both games. It's not like I was just left alone the whole time. There no, was, I I sincerely tried to deal with. Yeah, there were trials a lot. and tribulations. The fun thing about the multiplayer experience was that in our games, it felt like every single person had their opportunity to say "deal with me," and it just so happens that they were dealt with. And then I was the last domino that no dominoes were close enough to. Yeah, you know, I stood. I stood finally, uh, like with a win. In both games, if so, I would have realized yeah, that Jacob champ. was so close, I would have, I would have definitely well, I, beat out the Aladdin. No, but the thing is, I top decked the Aladdin heroic outlaw. I know, but That's like your your Aladdin was dealable. Like I oh, could have dealt, dealt yeah, with it, yeah, I could have dealt because I had I had Tinker Bomb on in play, yeah, and I could have just because I this you is what I did something and I, I, it. because I challenged into something else and I dealt with uh with Chris's because he had an Aladdin, mm-hmm. he had the same Aladdin that you did. Yeah. But he had just had his turn. If mm-hmm. I would have dealt with yours, then somebody else would have had to deal with Chris's. Yeah, and I would have lost. And Who knows? 
I do want to say that is a gameplay there. tip for everybody playing multiplayer, especially. It's easy to tra- lose track of. Pay attention. Whenever you are seeing who can win the game, make sure you count how many characters are on the board that can shift. Because if the shiftable character, the Floodborne character, has more lore on them than the than the base form, you have to keep in mind that you that will screwed. be an immediate quest for more. So just keep an eye on it. Pro tip. Yeah. Jacob always dropping gems. <laughs> so speaking of gameplay, and it's yeah. so cool to hear about the different games you guys played and the different experiences of playing with new people. And mm-hmm. what the thing that I'm most interested in is... How does it feel to have actual cards Ooh, to, to, to not be playing with proxies, but yeah. actual cards? Uh, I I ha- just so happened to have some cards here in front of me. Yes. And let me tell you, it feels so good. He's rubbing the cards on his beard sure right am. now, folks. Just for the, sure uh, just for the audio I'm, listeners. Uh, just, okay. the, the ASMR yeah. <laughs> is real. Uh, yeah. So I would say this. The card quality is solid. Good. It's very solid. Uh, the... Foiling is beautiful. Every I love single, it. Every single one of our box opening I videos for our first boxes each, every, it feels like every, it's every single foil. We're like, ooh, it looks so pretty. Behind the scenes, too. Like, I was watching mine today. It dropped today. We're recording this the day mm-hmm. that mine dropped. And I see myself, even like non-foil cards, going, whoa, look at this. And I'm like <laughs> moving it. I'm like, I'm like, when I'm watching it back, I'm like, what are you moving it for, bro? Yeah, the light doesn't do anything. <laughs> but I'm like, I was so excited to see I it. Even, I was like wanting to look. I like, even passed the camera. You, when you pulled the legendary amber card to not yeah. spoil it, I was like, "Show that closer to the camera. Yeah. Let, let him see it in all its glory." And I'm like, "No, you. It literally. I, it's like you zoom in. <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares?" But we're just so excited to see these cards. So, Anthony, your at quest, that point too, uh, to defend yeah. myself, I'm looking around the camera, looking at yes, the camera. Yeah. Looking You're at looking at through the camera. There's so much yeah. going on. To hold real cards, it feels nice because whenever I was play testing with proxies, it would be, I would just shuffle. However, I felt like I would riffle shuffle. I would pile shuffle if I felt like it. I would mess with those cards because it's just a land underneath paper. But with these cards, they're getting the tender love and care that they deserve. The TLC so, is real. So these cards are precious to me. They're the first cards I've ever touched, the first cards I've ever owned. I've never gotten into a game from its launch. Getting my first box in Magic was cool because it was like, oh, I get to open. Getting my first Pokemon, Burning Shadows, was my first booster box in Pokemon. Opening a Rainbow Rare in my house. It was cool. But this is like, it's another level. You've, you've, these cards have never existed before. And knowing that at Gen Con, we were having a unique experience of like, yeah, there's thousands of people here, but we're one of the first in the world to open a booster box. It was, it was a dopamine flood. It's floodborne dopamine. Because it, you just can't match the feeling of like, no, I'm holding a bell. You know, like a bell, strange but special. I'm, I'm holding it. I'm still mad about that. I'm holding two. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Pulling, I open two. I swear. So, because yeah. there's already 11,000 views on that, that video, I don't <laughs> mind saying, dear God, pulling yeah. two bell out of your box. In one box. It's I'm made for me. St- I'm still sincerely upset about it. I, I'm. St- <laughs> you know what? I would like to point out, I I got both of those boxes. That box should have I think that <laughs> I think thou shalt not envy is a Ten Commandment. Right? You know what? <laughs> yeah. thou, thou shalt shut your mouth. Shall not, shall not cut it. Yeah. So I, I'm, another question I want to ask is: so getting your hands on actual cards, and then also, you know, showing up at Gen Con. What at what point did it just feel real to you? You know, like, oh, like yeah, this that is, is a low question, coming, sir. You know? I promise you. I I thought about this when I was there. It did not feel real to me until I was deck building. It was, I open the cards, I sleeve some of them, I put them in a binder, but they're just collector pieces at that point. But then, when I had to go through the deck building constraints 
of like, you don't have four Tomatoa, Jacob. Make it work. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I have? Then it began to sink in. Jacob, this is your collection. This is what you have. You have to work with, you know, you only have two Grandma Tala. Make it work, bro. You know? So, um, we had four Grandma Tala. Yeah, I'm just giving an example. But you have to deck build creatively with what you have. And I'm just saying, folks, anyone listening to this, odds are you're not going to be able to make a master set day one. Your card acquisition process is going to be a lot of you buy one box, maybe, where you start with starter decks, you open a trove, and you have like one of the cards you love three of the cards you like, and four of the cards you didn't plan on playing. And when you build the deck, just build something that works. Don't get pigeonholed into making the idea that you wanted to make initially. Don't force it. Build what you have available to you that you think could work together the best. Watch that deck building video we have on the channel. Make something work with your curve. Like Build a functioning deck. Build off your starter deck. Make something happen, and then just test it. Exactly. That is a beautiful experience that you can't... You don't want to skip past that experience because you'll never get it back again. Once you're net decking and purchasing singles on a secondary market, you you're pretty much are just going to be a slave to like, I want to build this deck. I need four of this card, four of this card, four of this card, or bust. This deck building experience you have at launch is so pure, and it's the point. It's a very unique game. experience. Yeah, because I mean, here in a couple months, you're going to have every card you need if you yeah. if you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's cool to go through this process. The, well, I mean, like once it's fully released in a couple mm-hmm. months, and they're talking, you know, set two coming out in November or something yeah. like that. You know, uh, officially, by that time, I've I've seen the I've seen the date. So apparently, it's November seventeenth. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like when you get close to that point, yeah, you can have your four of everything that you mm-hmm. want. You know, yeah. for the what most part. I mean, there might be a few cards, but hold on, September. October. But it, like you said, it is Bro. a unique experience of. I, mean, I built a deck the other night after mm-hmm. I opened my box, and like it was a unique experience. Like, I don't have any Tinker Bombs, mm-hmm. and I'm playing yeah. a Steel deck, and I'm like, mm. man, this is a this is challenging. But mm-hmm. I ended up getting three Hans through some trades and pulling yeah. some. And like we were like, this is viable, you know, for yeah. the controlly part of it. So it was really cool to ha- like have to try something else. It may not be the most optimal card, but it's still really good, and it also mm-hmm. gives you some appreciation for a different card too. Yeah, and the the starter deck experience too. I, I will say like the starter decks are are consistently inconsistent with how they play. That's also kind of the beauty of the experience. I know a lot of people. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum of how you find your fun. But whenever you are like, I'm a firm believer in like embrace the inconsistency and just take it as part of the experience. If you lose a game, what? Oh, well. what it, who cares? Like, did you have fun playing the cards? Did the combos you were looking to go make go off? Like, I know that's kind of the Timmy part of me, you know, at saying like, if you're a spike, you're going to definitely find more fun winning. You're going to look for the one win of the starter deck games you, you had to like reflect on as the, the joy. But, uh, this is a unique experience, and I just want to really just advocate for this position. Enjoy the limited access deck building you have, because, like I said, you'll never have it again. And what was so. what was Audra's husband's name? Adara. She was yeah. Jay. Jay. Yeah. yeah. No, Jay and his Ruby Ruby Amethyst. Amethyst. It was legit. It was so good. It was gross. He built pretty strong though. Like he, that dude. He had he, like four Elsa Spirit of Winter or something. He had plenty of BLTs. Like that dude had legendaries. Okay, so I don't want to. He he's not the poster child for budget builds. No, no, I don't, don't want to say that. So, yeah, strong deck, but definitely not cheap. Good no. to know. Well, it's always good to hear about the first cards and everything that y'all mm-hmm. got to uh, hold in your hand and all that. We're gonna. The next is gonna be a two part question. I'm putting mm-hmm. both together. So I want to know best food okay. and 
favorite memory. You can okay. go either uh, or whichever one first. Y'all I choose. think we can both simultaneously say the name of the restaurant for food. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Goodwood, Goodwood restaurant. Goodwood. Yeah. Okay, that's unique sounding. There was plenty of people who have given experiences I've heard like from other Gen Con recaps of their unique food experience, but we had a place called, it was a brewery called Goodwood, and all three of us, me, Dylan, and Tyler, all got the same exact meal. It was fish and chips. And simple. Yeah, dude, super simple, but it was fries, so I, good. I also ordered uh, bacon cheddar fries for the Which appetizer. I'm still questioning why we did that, because it was it, just an added hungry. expense, we and we hungry. were very hungry. Yeah. The fish was like thick. It was battered perfectly. All the fries cooked with seasoning was great. The food was really hot, so it was it felt really fresh and and meant for us. It was not crowded and packed. Uh, drinks were good. Like we didn't like not like alcoholic drinks or anything, but like just the sweet tea. Oh yeah, we we had that was really good. Uh, I had Mountain Dew and it was still really you good. You can't always trust. You can't always trust sweet tea in somewhere that's yeah. not the south. You also can't always trust carbonated drinks everywhere because I feel yeah. like carbonated drinks, like you have to have the right carbonation setting for mm-hmm. that, and some places just don't have it. And that place had yeah. it, like everything from top to bottom, solid. So fish and chips yeah. there, solid, solid, uh, solid ten out of ten, man. What's your favorite memory, Tyler? Oh gosh, uh, man! There's so many. There's so many great memories. Um, I, if I had to place one, it would probably be really meeting a lot of the content creators was probably easily one of my favorite memories. Um, meeting Sugi for the <laughs> first time, because um, dude's just an absolute stellar human being. He's just really cool to be around. Uh, meeting the actual creators of the game, meeting Ryan. You got to pick a favorite, Tyler. Like, you said three. <laughs> okay. You can just meeting everybody. Meeting everybody. Yeah, meeting everyone. Co- the community yeah. aspect of it all. From yeah. from community to the actual company, every single aspect of that was fire. Like, I and I've said this already. I, I've said this personally. 10 out of 10 I will be going again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth a, it. It felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity that I'm going to make happen multiple times. Yeah. So my favorite experience requires a little bit of a preface because it wouldn't have been my favorite experience. I, I needed one other experience to make this my favorite. Okay? okay. So just in order to prepare you for my favorite, my my first box opening, the first legendary card I pulled was a Mickey Brave Little Taylor. My favorite legendary, followed by an Aladdin heroic outlaw. My favorite super rare. It was basically like that box was like, Jacob, have your spoils. Now, now that I had those cards, I knew my next mission. My next mission was to get, get those suckers signed. signed. Yep. And who was there? The artist himself, Nicholas, Nicholas Cole. Cole. So my favorite memory was literally getting to face to face meet Nicholas Cole. And get him to sign my very first legendary pull, Brave Little Taylor, his art, and Aladdin Heroic Outlaw, his art. So it was special, special experience. And just to throw in the just the little tidbit that happened right after that, because remember, I, I don't know if it was, it wasn't that day, it was the next day, when we went to go see Nicholas Cole again. Mm-hmm. And Shane tells us, hey, by the oh, way... Yeah. The uh, the artist who did uh, Bell, the inventive engineer. inventive engineer, is over at room one thirty one, and he's doing the demo. And yeah. we're like, oh, and he's like, I haven't told anybody, but I wanted you guys to know. 
like, oh, dude. Yeah, it was just a awesome. kind of like a not like publicly announced, but definitely not secret. Yeah. But it was just like, hey, Pix is over by the by 131 if you want to go get that signature. So we run over there. Yeah. And we we walk over there and and, and Steve's standing at the at the front door and we're like, hey, uh, we heard that Pix is over here. You think we could get uh Bell uh the artist. Artist. Uh the artist of Bell. Can can we get him to sign the card? And he was like, Yeah, sure. So he goes inside and he grabs him and comes out and Pix is super nice, super, super nice. And uh, Pick's like, well, I, I don't have a pen. And uh, Steve's like, oh, no, I got one. And so he pulls it out and, and he opens it and starts to sign. And it's like, uh, yeah, that pen might not be great. to, to And so he's signing and it's super faint. And so Pix is like, it's like, uh, I, is that okay? And Steve's like, we can we can get you another one. Let, let me let me find another bell for you. And goes like, in. Can can you do that? Sure. <laughs> okay. And so he goes in, walks walks into in, into room one thirty one, and we're just kind of standing there the with pigs. Closed. Yeah, the doors closed. We don't know what's and, going. Yeah, on. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> we're we're just kind of like okay. Uh, I guess this is we're just gonna wait then. Yeah. And so we're talking to pigs and everything's fine. And then all of a sudden he comes out with a new bell, and another pin. And a, a fresh pack. And yeah. he's like, he's like, here you go. And so Pick signs the card, hands it to Jacob, and Steve hands Jacob the pack with the card. And he's like, Hey, here's sorry for messing up your, your first card. Yeah. You guys have a great day. Awesome. Yeah, it was and, a completely unnecessary act of kindness. Oh yeah. It was great. And but gosh, Steve, great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He even got to say hi to Picks before I before I left when I went to my learn to play. He was there. I was like, hey, Pix. And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> so, well, do you have any more questions? I, that Gen Con wise, that's all I have. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so happy for you guys yes, that you got to experience was, that. Like, it was a heck of an experience. I, I felt like we didn't stop. I text these guys like nonstop every day that I could, and it, they were so busy. They were like, text me back. In between everything, and I was like, I was like, like hours later. I was like, listen, guys, I don't care how long it takes. I'm just living vicariously through you right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, I, I'm trying to like. They said, wait, this happened, this happened. You should check out this picture. And I was like, oh yeah. my goodness, it's awesome. Yeah. So Alex, how was how was your daughter's birthday? Oh yeah. The reason I was not there is because my daughter turned one years old. So yeah. I have a one year old now. But yeah, yeah, that's why I wasn't there. I I don't think I could have missed that. So yeah. I might have been in big. It might be slightly important. But yeah. I do, and I've said this in other videos and stuff like that, but I appreciate all y'all did, you know, helping me get mm-hmm. some product and stuff like that. Yeah, my and, Friday line with Dylan was yeah. for you. And it was all because that one guy, that one my guy man. Who, who, who let Tyler um, use some of his stuff. And mm-hmm. even though we did hear, I have heard like other people got multiple things later there on. Was, but There was a way you could game the system that it, was just but we didn't. whatever. We didn't. Nope. We, no, we, we had one guy help us out, and, and we all got a box, and mm-hmm. we're, we're all very appreciative of that. But... Yeah, Gen Con wise, like that's all I really have. Um, I know that we do have some mailbag questions yes. that Jacob's yeah. gonna first mailbag in, yeah. in over so, a week. So we're gonna start with the YouTube question. It is asked by one of our super fans, Nick Gallus. Nick, and the question that Nick asked for our mailbag was, "What is the card, meme, or serious one?" That each of you want to make work in a deck that doesn't seem based, uh, seem to be based on early metagame. Like, 
what would it take to make that card good? Is it possible that it may have its moment in the sun before set two comes out? So basically, a pet card that you don't one. see as like super viable, but you want to make it work. I got one. Mine right now, and I've been tending to lean a lot towards Amethyst lately mm-hmm. because I just I love the card draw package. Hey, Anthony, he's encroaching. I know, <laughs> but um, my my biggest letdown right now that I want to make work is the Mickey um, Sorcerer. Oh, Wayward Sorcerer. Yeah. Um, I want to make that. In the there's broom. not enough brooms. Yeah. So I want to make it work, and like, it's not bad with Jafar and putting it back into your hand, but it's like mm-hmm. you'd rather play other you things. Mean Facilier. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Facilier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With Facilier, it's not bad with him because it can return Mickey to your hand, and the brooms yeah. go to your hand just with mm-hmm. Mickey. But like, it always seems clunky in there because it's just an eight card. It's a little package. two pair. It's kind of like Floatsman yeah. Jetsum as well. Like they're. They're just like little package in the deck, and it's like it never seems to work mm-hmm. for me. Like I want them in there so bad, yeah. but they, they're just like I should probably play something else. Yeah. So that I, that's mine. I, that's a good one because I think if we would have had more brooms, like literally just one more broom printed, it would have been twelve cards in your deck. So you would have seen things more consistently. And if you think about it, twelve cards—that's all we're really character-wise building around with uh, musketeers. Yeah. You know, so that's a package of its own. So it, and it's pretty good. So. I'd say the the pet card that I am most trying to make work, and this may be a cold take. I don't care. They're I'm all nervous. About them, bud. I'm nervous that the card's not good, but I'm still gonna try it anyways. And that's Fish Quill Pin. I love that card. That's a cold take. Um, I love that card. It is a three ink item that technically does nothing once you have high ink count. So I'm nervous for it, but I. I'm gonna make it work, and if right. I'm allowed to go, if I'm allowed to go another one, just in case that card is good, and then that is a cold take. The other card that I really want to make work is uh, the Genie Powers Unleashed. Yeah, the free action eight cost guy. That seems like right up my alley of like boom, 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 power play, power play, getting free dragon fires yes. after you quest with Genie. That's gonna be sick for a powerful evasive deck. So, yeah, that's fun. Do you stuff. have one, Tyler. Um. I definitely have a meme card. I'm not sure if I could ever make it work or make it. That's perfect. We need a meme card. Go Uh, ahead. Gantu. (laughs) Being a Stitch fan, I look at him and I want him to be. I want you to be that guy to make it. I Mm -hmm. there's the problem is when you look at him and everything that he does, he's not good. It's all meta dependent. The meta is just filled with two costs or less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if I'm staring down aggro. He's a great side deck card. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm playing Steel and I'm staring down the barrel of an aggro deck, then yeah, 100%, Gantu coming in. Yeah. But if You mean if, a Challenger deck. Aggro yeah, can be a little confusing because aggro, yeah, yeah. aggro, aggro Challenger. is a heavy lore deck. Yeah. So. A- aggro Challenger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then 100%, I'm throwing him in there. But yeah. other than that, that's it. That's yeah. all he's good at. I think really he, he works... Gantu works well with a deck where he's like the sole top end and everything else you have would be very susceptible to being challenged by low cost stuff. So like if you have a high velocity of your own low cost, kind of like a stitch deck, a stitch rockstar deck gone to technically could fill in and make challenge clearing difficult. The problem is you also have grab your swords in the game, which is a little bit harder because it can also pretty efficiently clear those. It's, a, it's a good meme card though. But yeah, I respect that choice. Yeah. I was trying to look through it and like all of my all of my cards that I really like are good. Oh, what a so, problem to must, have. 
Must be tough being the one metagamer. Yeah. Good job, man. I don't have anything. Here, let's let's just see. Just in case, is there a card that you see that you think you more so want to play it because it looks fun? Yeah, it could be a character you like, like he has gone to. It might be weaker than you think from our perspective. But from your perspective, you're like, yeah, I only play good cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? So is there a card that you can see that, like, you know, you, f- you feel like it's just a fun fun I, pick? I don't know, but I was just eyeing this John Silver, bro. Okay, John Silver's that's a good, just great. I yeah. love great. John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I was more about so to say, the, I was like, sir. The art on John Silver is sick to me, though. Yes. Yeah. In the yes, foil treatment, yeah. his glove, his arm, and his belt buckle, like every piece of metal... On it's the foil. card is foiled. Yeah, yeah I love him. It's treatment. so cool. Yeah, that's definitely not a weak card yeah. that you picked I'll, there, well, but it's but it's still cool. There'll, there'll you be more stuff. There'll be more stuff. Yeah, too. yeah, I think you could revisit this question later, Anthony. Yeah, once yeah, you yeah play sure. More. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, Ryan did say pirates are going to be good. Yeah. All right. So the next mailbag question is from Twitter. Citizens of Lorcana. We're going to do two of these, by the way, because this is just a quick question. Citizens of Lorcana asked. What is your favorite of the enchanted cards? Oh. So the enchanted cards are the newest rarity that popped up at Gen Con. So at Gen Con, there was a surprise announcement of like a new kind of card. And all of us were waiting in line and we were wondering what it could be. And all of us, you know, we're all going off of different verbiage and stuff like secret rares, all tarts and stuff like that. It turns out, it is the sixth rarity above legendary. It's enchanted. It has a rainbow, a hexagon symbol, and it's like a completely different art, usually in a different stylization, and it is fully covered in art. The text box has gone from like a tan color to like a clear color. It's so, so cool. We'll put a picture on the screen of the podcast of like all 12 of the enchanted cards that were possible to get pulled, but let's go around the list and let's just say, what is your favorite of the enchanted cards? Tyler, do you have a favorite? You want to go first? I'm trying to get there. I know we're all, there. We're all uh, looking at him right now thinking. Okay. He says he's got one. Oh, he's got one. Okay. So first of all, I didn't even know these were a thing. <laughs> and I am <laughs> guys, blown seen away. for the first time right now. Yeah, do I, you want a box now, Anthony? Oh, my. I want a box so bad. This Elsa, though. We've oh, opened, yeah. No, Elsa oh looks freaking sick. We've opened gosh. four boxes, haven't gotten one. but yeah. Really? Now you can be the one to break the. Yeah, oh, you can, my you can do it. God. So Elsa's your choice. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, Elsa. For That's a pretty safe bet, just like your John Silver. <laughs> so, I. Okay, so, so I love Aladdin Heroic it. Outlaw as a card. Okay, I love it, but I'm also very partial to Nicholas Cole's art. Like all of his arts are really, really good to me, and it just so happens that a good number of these are all Nicholas Cole, like Mickey, Mickey Wayward Sorcerer, Aladdin Heroic Outlaw, Aurora Dreaming Guardian. Um, Simba, Return King, all those are all Nicholas Cole arts. So it's really hard for me to, to beat those. I would say my choice for the uh, Enchanted of my favorite is Tinkerbell Giant Fairy. Tinkerbell Giant Fairy, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that thought. Tinkerbell, the treatment of the art on the original card is so cool because she's like blowing the ship over as a giant fairy. It's, it fits the card. Somehow this art captured that same flavor again, but it used the full art treatment to the maximum ability, and it like pretty much let Tinkerbell take up the entirety of the card. And she's holding the tiny ship. And when you look at the art too, you can see that on the bow, the bow of the ship, there's a tiny little captain hook who's basically like pointing his sword at her. So 
it is such a good treatment. It's like the it's one of the best ones in my opinion because it, it utilizes the full card to the full extent to really catch the flavor of the card too. So, Tyler, what's yours? I'm struggling right now because <laughs> I'm sitting in between two, and I I I'm questioning whether or not I I take the one that I one of them because it's my favorite character or the other one because it looks beautiful and mm-hmm. it it needs to be in a day. one mm. right next to it. Mm. Uh so it's screwed. I'm I'm going with my favorite. Yeah. Uh so Bell Bell looks freaking beautiful. Uh everything about be- Bell strange but special. It's just so pretty. You got a little Mickey Mouse in there too. The there is too. a little Mickey Mouse in there. There's yeah. a l- barely just a little bit it all of a looks Mickey so on it. It's the whole I mean honestly, the whole set yeah. looks freaking amazing, but my the second one is Stitch. <laughs> Carefree Surfer. Carefree Surfer looks amazing. What about amazing. you, Alex? What's your favorite? So I was feeling the, the Tinkerbell as well, but mm-hmm. I did have another one that I was really close to as like my like mm-hmm. they were really close, and I love the Hades King. Yes. Of I knew it. Holding yes. his knew hand it. out, he yes. looks, looks so, so good. Cool. He looks authoritative. He's freaking with the gold hair. I yes. mean, it just looks legit. And they it looks like the Fabio. I'm, version I was of sitting Hades. here going like, "What about this one? What about this one?" I mean, we're all like scrolling through yeah. them, like looking at them all real quick. But that one, it has to be the winner for me, especially yeah. with. Tinkerbell, I completely agree with everything you yeah. said. Like, looks awesome. And then Bell, I was looking at that one too. They're all awesome. I mean, Gosh, now like I'm looking at Genie. Every man. single one. Genie is very similar to the Elsa original looks art. Good. Yeah, that's crazy. the only reason I didn't pick him. It's great. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. But it's so close to the original art. And I like the Aurora yeah. with the castle in the background oh, and yeah. everything. She, she got a big upgrade. That's the one that I think got like the most different art yes, treatment. Like, yes. Like that's the one that I was like, oh, this is a completely different style. Yes. Well, so, those are our favorites. As you can yeah. tell, we like them all, but yeah. if we're forced to pick, we pick those. Yeah. <laughs> so the last question I wanted to get to was also from Twitter. It is from Brimley Games. The question breaks down like this. What do we believe will be the most expensive card on the secondary market not counting enchanted cards. So just the base version of the card. We don't have to get into foils or anything like that. What's the most expensive card in this your This is going to be the easiest question to answer, and it's going to be you, Bell. See, I don't think it's always going to be Bell. I, I think for this current set and with what Bell does, I it's agree. really, really hard not to say Bell. I, would be, I, would, I will agree with you that she's top two. But it's got to be a legendary, right? Yes. Just for rarity. Yeah, legendary's got to be it. I think it's either Bell or Elsa. But it's because yeah. it's because of the card quality and the character recognition. Elsa, the art of the Elsa holds a very very high premium because the the base art as well as the enchanted like every version of an Elsa card they're all great. So Frozen has some super fans more so than Beauty and the Beast. I feel I like Bell Bell gets pushed because of playability. She's like, I think Bell has a stronger effect than Elsa has as a standalone because it's a passive. Yeah, I value think she'll builder. get expensive because she's going to be more of a four of yeah. index. And Elsa, you could you could go two to yeah. four depending I on could, the deck. I could totally see Bell being the most expensive. Yeah, I just believe that Elsa's premium Frozen fandom yeah. is going to push her above because I think in the decks that you play that Spirit of Winter Elsa. You're at least gonna play like three. I think you still play four. Yeah. Because of the nature of that deck is gonna be very controlly and like yeah. locked down. So I think the both cards capture a lot of fun. It really encapsulates like the strategy people want to play. Bell is built for people who like ramp. 
and Elsa's built for people who like control. Then you know what? Just build them princesses. together. <laughs> yeah. Just forget I, it. I'll, build I'll, them together. I'll say I agree with Tyler first, and then, but I do think Elsa would be close second, if not mm-hmm. first. Um, the only extra one I'll toss in the ring is Rapunzel, just for play, oh, playability. Yeah. But I do think the other two will be higher than her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, well, there is an argument for Mickey BLT because of the name recognition. Like a lot of collectors of Disney stuff as a whole will want the Mickey yeah. BLT. Um, That's but, a great sandwich, but man. But he is not a princess. Yeah. And so I think that the collectability and like the beauty, <sighs> the beauty of a card, I think pushes it. And I just beyond. like, yeah. And I, I think the playability of the other two are a little bit higher. Mickey is mm-hmm. a little more, it's it's certain decks. And yeah. I think the other two can go in any deck almost. I'm still going to say that John Silver holds a special spot. Yeah. Space can, in my heart. You can kind of look at pre sale prices, kind of, not to see a, a direct value of the yeah. card, but to see where Who's, the market which believes one's highest, things. Yeah. You know? And I will say that while we were at Gen Con, I looked at pre sale prices of Bell was expensive. And she was like $115 for a non foil. That is not an indicator of what that, that card's worth. And that's worth. also not an indicator of yeah. what it is now. I've yeah. looked at those prices even recently. It's like 70 it's or 50 se- now it's or something 70, like that. No, no, no. Yeah. Bell is still 74. It's okay. going to drop, though. It's going to drop. It, Non-foils the, are going to drop. Do not yeah. FOMO. Yeah, don't FOMO. But at Please the same don't. time that pre-sale had Bell at 115, John Silver was at 35. Yeah. You know, so Which I'm totally fine with. They're Keep him at 35. They're equivalently rare, but you can yeah. see where the fans like to push Awesome. So. All right, guys. Well... I think there's one little catchphrase left to say. That wraps up our discussion, so... Digital Tyler, take us out. Thanks again, guys, for listening to Ready, Set, Live. If you could, like and share the content and subscribe to the channel, as well as hitting that notification bell for updates on when we post new content. Don't forget to leave a comment as we check for any questions that you guys might have, as well as things to add to our mailbag portion of the podcast. And who knows? Maybe your question will be answered in the next episode. And thanks again to Texarkana Podcast Studio for their contribution in making this episode possible. As always, this is the crew from Ready, Set, Draw, ending our turn.